Hello, Just Sports fans, and welcome back to another episode. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about the entire NFC conference in the NFL. That is correct. We are going to go through the entire NFC today in each division. So that would be the NFC North, NFC West, NFC East, and NFC South. So we're going to take each one of those divisions. We're going to go through each one, each one's teams, and talk about what they should each be doing in week 18 and how they're going to approach some of those uh, scenarios that they may have as well. So let's get started. And we're going to start with the I'm going to start with the NFC South, actually. So in the NFC South, we have the Saints, the Panthers, the Bucks, and the Falcons. And, you know, part of our theme here with Just Sports is typically want to take, like, our smaller market teams and talk about those uh, in more detail. And this is a good time for me to explain something uh, that I know I explained a little bit before, but I do want to go back over it, and that is it's not to say that we won't ever talk about big market teams on here. Sometimes when we do things like this right here, we are going to talk about a big market team, but the idea and my hope for this podcast is to talk about them a lot less. Uh, so like, for instance, we're going to talk about the NFC South and the last team we'll talk about in the NFC South is the Falcons because they have one of the bigger market TV shares and that kind of things versus the other three teams in this division. Um, especially the first two. And so I want to spend hopefully a little more time on the Saints, the Panthers, who we'll hear here first, and then the Bucks, and then the Falcons. So just to give you a little bit of idea, when I do a, a bigger kind of se- uh, a bigger kind of segment like this, that I give it to you guys in such a way where I'm hopefully spending a little more time on these smaller teams. So with that said, and uh, let's go talk about the Saints. So the Saints, they got to win. Uh, they need to win in order to even make the playoffs, and they need to do it by playing in all three phases. It seems like the Saints this year have uh, one game had the running game going, and then another game that's not happening. But Carr's playing well, or Carr's not playing well, and special teams are good. They they just have had a year where they seemingly can't put it all together, and I would say that for their coaching as well too. It just seems like everybody's had an off week everybody and they've rotated off weeks it's just been one of those years for the saints where they just can't seemingly have the whole team going and i think it's put some of their coaching into question as well and i think that's where we've seen uh, a few little articles here and there a few little uh conversations on some of the networks talking about it could the saints be a surprise team and parting with their coach i don't really think so uh i don't think they're going to do that to him this year i think if they were to have this kind of year the next season, then yes, I think they're going to move on. Uh, so I do think this this last game isn't a game where necessarily the coach is going to get fired if they lose, but I think it's one of those where it kind of starts off on the wrong foot for next year, right? Uh, you lose this, and it's kind of like, well, we're already losing faith in you, and who knows? He might, you know, if they go like 0-3 the next year, he might get pulled. But that's all stuff we can talk about when we do some offseason stuff. For now, we're just focused on Week 18. And they, they do got to win. Uh, they need to, to make that win so they can try to get in the playoffs here. Um, you know, they need to do that. And then uh, the coaching has to be on point. Like I said, they've been off on their coaching. They got to get that better. And and Derek Carr, for what he's been, um, you know, what he's been to the Saints, he just he needs to be consistent. He needs to be better. I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, it's true. A lot of, a lot of this falls on quarterback shoulders and, 
you know, he he has to do better. He has to do better. And he's he's got playmakers in Olav and Kamara, and he just needs to get it done. And it, I kind of question, I say that, and I kind of question, like, are they motivated? You know, is that the thing that the coaching staff isn't doing a good job of? Is that the thing the players aren't holding each other accountable for? Um, is Michael Thomas motivated to play? Like, where's he been all year? So, you know, there's just some inconsistencies going on here, but the Saints got to win to get in. Uh, they have a good chance to do that. Uh, you know, Dennis Allen's a coach that's um, – been around for a while and I think can, can do those kind of things. Uh, but at the same time, you know, he's not Sean Payton and it's kind of showing. So, I mean, are they going to be able to pull this together or not? I don't know. Um, it's very hard to say right now, but they have enough talent on that team and they should be able to do it. Now, whether or not they do do it is another question I think could lead to a lot of other off season uh, conversations as well too, which, you know, we'll probably come back here and, and visit at some point as well too. So they got to get it done if they want to get in and that may not even necessarily be enough to do it either. Um, you know, they do have Atlanta in their division who we'll talk about here. Uh, and that's who they're playing for. So this is, this is probably going to be one of the better games of week 18 as well too. Um, you know, with the Falcons being kind of a mess as well. Uh, but they they really need to show that they can win this game. They really should be able to show they do have their better quarterback. So I do think this leans a little bit in the Saints' favor, but, um, it, you know, the pressure's on Arthur Smith as well, too, and we'll talk about that here soon. But, yep, Saints, that's where they're at, and I think that's what they got to get done. So basically, in a nutshell, they got to get the players motivated. Carr has to get himself motivated, and they need to have an excellent coaching job, play in all three phases, for once, have their whole team together in order to not only win this game, but to, to continue in the playoffs well. Um, we're going to move to the Panthers. Uh, so the Panthers, uh, next small market on this on this list here. And, you know, they've been eliminated now for a while. They've already had uh, fired their coach, fired their manager, I think is coming. You know, who knows with Tapper? You never know. Um, <clears throat> but besides Tapper, we'll get back to Tapper here in a second. But it's all young. And I don't mean Bryce Young. What I mean by all young is they just need to play all the young guys available and find out what you have going into next year. Any available young guy that's especially that's contracted after this season, you got to play them. You got to play them, see what you got, really figure out what you're going to have to do in a draft, especially since you, you don't have as high a pick as you did with that pick going to the Bears. It's so poignant right now for the Panthers to get themselves together figure out what do we have, what do we like, what don't we have, what don't we like, and start doing that now. And the key for this game is just get out of the game healthy. You know, if a guy has a, a tiny nick that could develop into something else, like he could go out there and play, don't do it unless you absolutely have no one less else, to, else to play in this his spot. Just pull him out. You don't need career, or not career, but you don't need – Injuries that are going to persevere all the way into next year. You don't need that. Uh, just just basically get out of this game. You know, get out of this game healthy. Uh, focus on on personal best if you're the players and the coaches. Make no promises to anybody, whether you be a coach, whether you be uh, somebody in front office. Just, you know, all that can be dealt with in the offseason. Just this game, just go out there, do your personal best. See where, where we end up at. You're probably going to lose, but... Did you play well? 
you know, that's kind of what they're looking at. And then, um, again, going back to the make no promises, I mean, when you have a team doing this bad, anybody and everybody can just be moved on from because nobody's apparently doing that really good of a job. And the very few who are, you know, probably could could either do something better or need to find a way to to get that out through the whole team and help that out in that way. So uh, this is going to be a total team effort in week 18, I think, just to kind of get their identity, see who they are, feel better about going into next year. But that's just going to basically be on personal best. Um, and again, play the young guys. If, if there's somebody who hasn't had much of an opportunity this year, play them. You know what? Why, why not? What are you waiting on? Why not play them? Just just play it and give them their opportunity and see what you have. It'll it'll help you going into the draft. It'll help you go into free agency. So that's what the Panthers need to do. They need to do that. And it's going to be a little bit different approach, I think. Uh, that's the one team in this division that kind of just needs to sort of, you know, tell the starters, especially like Adam Thielen, guys like that, just, you know what, not playing. We'll see you next year and see what else you got. Uh the other team in this, uh, another team in this division, the Buccaneers, though, kind of the other way around. They, they need to have everybody on deck. Uh, you know, they, they've got a game um, against the Panthers where they absolutely should win um, to win this division, and they need all hands on deck. They need to push this thing. They need to start getting a playoff mentality now. And I think that's the big thing about this game is just don't let this be a trap game. Don't lose composure against an opponent. You should beat and beat fairly easily. Uh, you need to put it all together this week. Use this game as a springboard for the playoffs. The only thing I will say about that in caution is, you know, Panthers have been blown out by several teams. If they get to the point, the Buccaneers that is, where they are blowing out the Panthers, I do think it would be wise to say, you know what? We don't, we have Kyle Trask. Now, I'm not going to sit here and try to defend Kyle Trask by any means. He could be a decent quarterback, but we haven't seen much of him. We really don't know what he is. And if they got a huge enough lead, then get Mayfield out of there. Let Trask get some actual snaps and roll with it, you know, and, and let that help you possibly in the playoffs if Mayfield goes down. Same thing with other spots like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. If you're up that far, don't risk these guys. You know, don't risk these guys. You got a pretty good thing going. If you can beat the Panthers pretty easily, which you should, then don't risk it. And then the other way around, if for some reason, if the Buccaneers, it's just not panning out, somehow the Panthers got up on you 20-something points. You know, is it really worth this year to keep putting those guys out there at risk and instead pull them off and know you have a good team next year and then you can decide on Mayfield or quarterback, all that stuff later in the offseason? And either way, in this game for the Buccaneers, I think uh, this is a good week to iron out some nuances that you're missing, you know, either with Mayfield or Rashard White um, or, you know, some of the defense and, and some of the offensive lineman spots here and there. Like, they're just little things that the Bucs, where they probably could have been an even better team. And they, it's a good week to get that fixed, especially if you are blowing out the Panthers and get those things fixed, you know. And bottom line, again, if you're blowing out Panthers, have fun. Well, some plays you haven't done, probably even stuff you're not even going to run in the playoffs. Just, you know, if you get to that point, you're blowing them out. Have some fun with the game. Uh, but Buccaneers, I think, 
should win this division with what I've seen so far to this point. They just they just can't fall into a trap game here. And that's the biggest thing, I think, for the Bucks is don't let this be a trap game. You're on the cusp of sealing this division up. Don't let it happen, you know. Um, and, and other than that, they got it. And, again, if they are really beating down the Panthers, then have a little fun with it. But just remember, the Falcons and the Saints are right there nipping on your heels. And speaking of the Falcons, who we're going to talk about right now, so a lot of things going on here, and I'll try to keep this on a little shorter because the Falcons do have the biggest market out of these teams. Um, win or lose, I think they have to show well in this game. There's been some talk about maybe replacing Arthur Smith. You know, I don't believe it myself because I think a lot of the team is really good and you're building something. I think Arthur Smith has been a little inconsistent in his coaching for sure. Um He's definitely not used the stars, which we'll talk about in a second. But ultimately, they went into this year, and you can't tell me this is all on Arthur Smith, that they you know, they didn't do an offer sheet to Jackson, which many people say that you know the Ravens would have matched it anyway. But still, you, it wasn't there. You know, you didn't get Carr. You didn't get – you didn't get – you didn't get – you know, and I'm not trying to sound like a broken record. It's just that was the whole theme in offseason is you didn't get anybody. I mean, don't, you got, you know, Ritter, uh, who you had, and, uh, you know, you brought in Heineke, but Heineke's not a start. You know, I don't, don't give me that he started. Yes, he did start, but he's not a bona fide starter in this league. He's just not, okay? And that was their decision of who to pull in, whether they couldn't get anybody or they didn't want to spend the money on somebody or whatever it was. But I, I have a hard time believing that Desmond Ritter was your A plan, especially considering that Arthur Smith, your coach, came from an older quarterback in Tannehill. And that's something to talk about in the offseason plans of the Falcons. But anyway, I think in this, going back to this game in particular, the one thing I do think where there could be a potential for Arthur Smith to get his butt tossed out is the one thing that's been a big, big criticism is he's not, for some reason, He's not used the stars, meaning Kyle Pitts, Drake London, uh, B. John Robinson. You could even say Cordell Patterson because he was kind of a 2022 star. They've just not been there. Like there's been games where some of them have been great, but it's definitely not been consistent. It looks at times like they don't know how to use these guys and so on and so on. And I believe in this game, especially since you're trying to make playoffs, that has to show up. That could be the one contentious point where if none of these guys have good yardage and the game goes really bad and they get their butts handed to them, you know, I think it's going to be harder for that front office of the Falcons to be like, do we want Arthur Smith to continue if he can't use the talent we put around him? Now, granted, again, you're relying on Ritter to get the ball, lots of those guys, but don't tell me Ritter can't hand off to B. John Robinson. So it's also a coaching thing. Um so I think the Stars got to show up for this game, and I think Arthur Smith, even in a loss, needs to put an identity on this. Are you running the ball, play action, getting it to these guys, or are you lose, using more motion-type plays with Robinson being a receiver, who's which he's pretty good at? Like, what what are you doing? What is it? I think I think if I'm the front office, I would, win or lose, I want to see a clear cut. What are we in this game? You know, with our Stars, what are we? What show us? what you have planned going into either the playoffs or the offseason 
so that we know what kind of coach you're going to be. And I think if there, I think there's a chance that if they don't see that, then yes, he could be gone. I still don't think they're necessarily looking to move him, but I, I think that if there's one coach I think could really pivot towards being safe or not off of one game, it might be Arthur Smith. Um, I do think they should show patience no matter what happens in this game. That's my opinion of it. I think you really should get him a quarterback and then let him have another year. Now, if you want to fire him three or four games into next year, that's, you know, that's fine. But I think you need to give him a quarterback and be able to say, now you've had everything. You got a quarterback, receiver, tight end, uh, actually two receivers, really good running back, technically two running backs. So, I mean, you know, at that point, then it's like, you've been given everything other than, you know, even more time. What else would you need? But anyway, um, I think ultimately to me, Smith deserves a quarterback because even in this game, you know, we're not going to see that happen. And uh, I think at this point, just, just let Ritter play it out. And he could most likely be a backup next year. Um, But they need to, uh, they need to show well in this game for Arthur Smith and for some of the players. So that's the NFC South, and now we're going to transition over to the NFC North. And the first team we're going to talk about in the NFC North is the Green Bay Packers, who have the smallest market, uh, TV market, and other markets in general. They have one of the smallest markets in all of sports. They're also, in case somebody doesn't know, listen to this, they're also not owned by an actual owner. They are owned te- technically by like the city, and they have people that have. Um, you know, board of governors more or less and that kind of thing. So they're a completely different style, uh, which is also why one of the reasons why they're a much smaller team. But anyway, what they need to do for week 18 is they need to win and in single focus mentality needed. Uh, so it just all needs to be about this game. They, they cannot whatsoever worry about anything else. They got to win this thing. And if you would ask me this three weeks ago, I'd have said, yeah, they probably just have it and they could kind of, Take it a little easy, but the Bears, who they're playing, have been kind of getting hot. And seems like the Bears are starting to get a little more of their identity and figure out who they are. So they can't take the Bears for granted. Uh, they've been playing a lot better, and they're probably looking at this game with a big chip on their shoulder because of the dominance that the Packers have asserted over them the last couple of seasons. So this is definitely one where Packers got to watch out. They got to watch out. I think the bears are going to be coming for them. I think they're feeling hot right now. Um, And I think Packers need to be singly focused on this and be able to, to kind of take the punches. I think there's going to be some punches thrown by the bears. They might even get up on the Packers 21 to nothing. And Packers going to have to come back on that or who knows? It may not, but I wouldn't be surprised, you know, um, I think Aaron Jones needs to be real big in this game. He needs to run really well, catch really well. I think he needs to be a good focal point, uh, take pressure off of um, Jordan Love to be able to get the ball down the field, especially if Watson's not playing. Uh, and the players uh, – and then Matt LaFleur needs to coach well. Players need to understand that uh, they've already outperformed their expectations. And, I, you know, I'm up here in Green Bay – or I'm not up in Green Bay. I'm up here in Wisconsin, so I'm closer to the Green Bay crowd and all that, you know, big Packers nation up here and everything. And uh, a lot of people didn't expect them to be doing this well. So I think it would be really good for the players to understand that. And so they can go out there and just lay it on the line, keep that focus of, well, let's just keep surprising them, keep doing well, all right? Uh, keep doing what they're doing. Trust each other. 
you know, if they get down in this game, just keep doing what you're doing, trusting what you've been doing. It's been working for the most part. Uh, and just go from there and get that win and lock, lock that playoff spot in. I think they, I think they can definitely do it. Um, they just can't falter in some of the games the way they have, you know, where it seems like, you know, LaFleur's play calling gets predictable. Love gets a little flustered trying to force things. I think if they just play within themselves and Aaron Jones is a big cog in that, then I think they'll, they'll pull this out. Uh, but yeah, they got to get ready for a pretty contentious game. I feel like the bears are going to come after them, uh, but they should be able to get it done. Now, another team that I'm not so sure that can get it done, but they just got to be on the mentality of don't quit is the Vikings. So with the Vikings, I think it's more of a don't quit mentality. You've got a chance here. You've had a lot of stuff go down in your off season. That's put you in this position. It's been unfortunate with Jefferson missing time cousins being out pretty much the whole, you know, season and uh, a couple of other injuries here and there defensively and whatnot. It's, it, it's been a trying season, I think, for the Vikings. Um, but I don't think they should quit. They need to push for it. Um, and with the win, they need a lot of help. But we've seen this happen before. And that's what they got to keep in the back of their minds, that you are actually playing for something, even if it's a small chance. And I think, you know, I don't want to say if I'm a coach I do this, but I, I think somebody on that team, a, a captain or whoever, Needs, needs to give them something to push. And I think what I would say here is, you know, Cousins can't be out there winning this for us, guys. Uh, let's let's win this for him. He did a lot back in 2022 for us, put us in a good position. So let's do this for him, you know, because he's likely going to be here next year. And let's get this playoff taste. Um, let's try to get this going and, and push it. I think it's also important because – even if they don't make it, they're right there, right? They were right there. And that's so important because it's like, man, if we bring the crew back, we can do this thing, you know? And you got to think that Cousins is feeling that way. So I think it's important for this team to try to taste the playoffs or at least get really close to doing so. Uh, I think they'll go a long way in the offseason towards pushing them to great things. But if they're getting blown out um, then and losing, then I think they need to protect the health. Because uh, there's probably going to be a lot of guys back. They're probably going to try to run it back. And, you know, at some point through this game, they may have to draw that line and say, well, you know, it's going to be all about next year. Um, and if they do lose the game, then they need to get mad. I, I don't know if I've seen this out of the Vikings enough. Maybe maybe they kind of have in some ways. But they need to get mad. Like, mad not just with themselves, but if they want to say some things were unfair, you know, the Cousins injury whatnot – fine, let it drive you for next season, but they need to do that um, if they lose. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens out of this game and where they go. Uh, but they're the one team that I'm not sure has enough to make it. Now, one team that does have enough to make it and is going to make it is the Lions. They just got to decide what's the most important thing. And I think they're actually in one of the, if you ask me, they're in one of the toughest spots out of all the teams. Even in the AFC, uh, they're, they're in one of the toughest spots because if they push hard and play in this game, they have a shot to get to second seed. Um, but they're currently in third seed. So, you know, there's not a lot of difference there. The only real difference is if they end up being a third seed, 
And then, of course, somebody else ends up being the two seed, you know, like like Philly. Um, then if, you know, Philly gets to a certain point, Lions get to a certain point, they're going to be playing at Philly's home or whoever's in the two seed home. So I think there is somewhat of a comfort level for them wanting to get that two seed. You know, but you're also weighing this against, you know, possibly protecting starters and you're you're needing I'm not gonna sit here and run through it all, but the way that the Lions need all this to happen is they kind of need their win and some things to happen to get to two seeds. So you kinda have to decide like, well, how much do we want to push this thing? You know, is it really worth all that for just one little spot up? Um you know, and that's that's a tough choice. I think they're obviously going to push for it. It's football. That's what guys do. Um, but I also think, too, they, they got to be careful here. If, again, this is one of these games, like if it's 20 to nothing in his third quarter, like, you know, through and you're just not getting anything going with Goff and all, all of these other starters, maybe in your best interest to just say, you know what, we're going to cut our losses. We're not, it's just not happening today. Protect your starters. You know, they're, one of the few teams in NFC I feel is dominant and could potentially push towards a Super Bowl run. So I don't know if it's worth really getting their starters banged up over just positioning if they're behind in the game. Uh, so I'm going to be really curious to see how much Detroit pushes for their their win and all that and what they decide to do. Um, but, yeah, I think they're in one of the tougher spots here. Um, I do think they should try to have some fun. You know, Dan Campbell is one of these guys that seemingly does that if, you know, with his team and, you know, throw a gadget play, trick play in there, has to have a little fun with it too. Um, uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if they do that as well. And then finally, uh, the team that's eliminated in this division, the Bears, you know, with as hot as they've been the last couple of weeks, close out the season with the win, try to go out there and get that win. Um you know, like we were talking about in the Packers is you can come after the Packers and kind of play spoiler here. And I think that's what they're going to try to do. I think you want to trust in fields. You want to trust in coaches for this game. Go ahead and enjoy where this season's kind of ending, no matter win or loss, knowing that you're going up against the Packers and could mess things up for them. It's a big game for the Bears. And like I was saying with the Packers is, you know, they got to be aware of that. But for the Bears, this is kind of your big game. And close it out with a win. Feel good about going into the offseason, right? Uh, yes, you got big questions looming. Justin Fields, your two number one picks, one being going to be the first overall pick, all that. Don't even think about it, you know. Um, granted, players, I don't think really have to worry too much about that. But, like, coaches and other staff, just put that out of your head. You know, go out there and finish the season on a high note um, and be proud of what you guys did there. Uh and that's it for the NFC North division. Um, we'll jump over to the NFC West division. Now we'll start off with the Seahawks. Now the Seahawks got to play to win and need the Packers to lose. Uh, so big deal there. So now you got the bears and the Seahawks both wanting the Packers to lose. It's <laughs> kind of funny to me, uh, but they need Geno Smith need to be 2022 Geno Smith. Uh, they got to figure out the run defense and Pete Carroll can't get too conservative. Uh, don't take the Cardinals for granted. Now, that's one thing that they're going to have, uh, I think, a little bit of a problem with, depending on what the Cardinals decide to do. And if the Cardinals decide to play their starters, that's going to be really tough with the Seahawks. But either way, Cardinals are, are also a team that's kind of young, young head coach. 
uh, all this kind of stuff. So I think they're trying to kind of prove that they're better than what the record says they are. Um, but basically Seahawks just need to, you know, kind of keep the lid on this thing and not let it get out of control. And I think they'd win it just fine. Uh, they do need to get their run game going in this one, you know, take pressure off the Geno, uh, close this thing out, get ahead, close it out. I don't have a whole lot really to say here on the Seahawks game. I honestly think they can win this game, but it's also one which just depending on who the Cardinals decide to play and all that kind of stuff. But I, I feel like the Seahawks will win this game. I, I, I can't imagine that Cardinals are going to be too risky uh, with stuff, but, um, but yeah, I think Seahawks just got to take care of a few rental wrinkles and then just get Geno Smith in a good spot and your run game in a good spot and you should be okay. Uh, and as far as the Cardinals go, I mean, to me, you know, you're an eliminated team. You weren't ever going to do anything this year anyway. So I wouldn't risk anything. Don't risk Murray. Don't risk James Conner. Don't risk any of your good receivers. Just let the backups play. Let the younger backers play. Let the non-starters play. Just basically close the season out, okay? Like, you don't need to throw all these other guys out there. You you already know what Kyler Murray is at this point, and you're either going to run with him next year or you're not. You know, this is all about trust in the process, I guess we could say. I'm not really sure what the process is. But, you know, their new GM, Monty Austin Ford, probably has something in the works. So, just trust in that by, and, and don't wreck anybody. You know, don't get anybody long-term hurt. That's the worst thing you can do. It's all about next season with this team. So seriously, don't risk it. Don't play starters. Just let it be what it is. Get good evaluations and tapes on the guys that haven't played a lot so you can go into next season with better evaluations on everybody. Um, now, a team that also but shouldn't risk anything but in a different light and for a different reason is the 49ers. I don't think they should risk anything either. they got nothing to play for. Nothing's going to change, win or loss. Don't play starters, especially McCaffrey. Just go to McCaffrey like, dude, you got a vacation today? Just sit down. <laughs> he, he does not need to be playing. Okay? they, In my view, they've gotten pretty lucky to this point that he hasn't had a major injury. So don't even mess with that. Just sit him down. I wouldn't even risk Brock Purdy. Just sit him down. You got Sam Darnold for a reason. Here it is. You know, time's come. Get in there. Let's see what you got. I think this is a, a really good game for the 49ers to get their backups a ton of reps, get them inundated to, hey, this is what it's going to, you know, still run the regular playbook, but with your backups and say, this is, this is what it's going to be if you have to come in. I mean, I feel like 49ers, especially in certain areas like running back, like receiver, do a pretty good job of that stuff. Some of their uh, defensive rotations, they do a pretty good job of that, but it can, it never hurts, you know, to get more time to your backups, especially going into the playoffs. Um, and I think this is a really good game for 49ers, you know, with Shanahan being the play caller is, have some fun in this one. You know, have Debo, well, maybe not Debo, but, you know, have a uh, receiver throw a, a pass in the end zone, whatever. I mean, if you don't, if you lose this game, it doesn't matter. So, you know, this is a good game for players to kind of, put in whatever plays they like and, and get the coach's ear to say, Hey, let's do this this time and all that kind of stuff. So um, it might be a fun game to watch because there might be some things in here, you know, uh, you might see a, you know, touchdown pass to a defensive tackle as a tight end, like who knows? Um, so it'll be, it'd be kind of curious to see if they do any of that. Uh, but yeah, don't risk anything if you're San Francisco. 
And a team that does need a risk is the Rams. They're locked into the playoffs, but can try to win to get the sixth seed. Uh, they do need to decide if that's more important than health, but probably being the sixth seed in a way doesn't really matter. But I think playing the starters at least somewhat and just keeping the continu continuity and, and helping drive um, the Kyron Williams thing and the Stafford connection, it seems like just in the last two to three weeks, they've really been connecting well on offense. So it, this might be one of those where you might want to continue doing that to keep going with what's been working well and make sure that's, you know, a smooth engine that keeps on running. Um, but I do think they also need to take a cautious approach to their starters, especially like Stafford, Kyron Williams, um, you know, the top two receivers in Nakua and Atwell and Darnold on defense and some of the other guys as well too. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, you know, again, it's either sixth seed or the seventh seed for them. So it's not going to make a whole hill of beans if you win. Uh, so I'm really curious to see. And I, and I think, I think out of all the teams, AFC and NFC included, they might just have the best chance to be that underdog story. I mean, think about it. You got McVay as a head coach who's been there, won one Super Bowl. You got Stafford, your quarterback, been there, won a Super Bowl. Darnold, been there, won a Super Bowl. I mean, there's there's several guys on this team that you can say about that. You know, they got a good young back who can run well, receive well. You know, Nakua's taken off. Like, they got just enough. I'm not saying they got a great team, but I'm saying they got just enough to punch you in the mouth and then stay in front of you. And do I think they could be like San Francisco, even in their own division, Philly, Dallas? I don't know. Those teams may have a little too much for them. But we've seen Philadelphia's defense not be great and have a couple bad games. We know the Cowboys coach isn't the most solid all the time. The 49ers look like the best solid team out there, but we know an injury or two, uh, you know, and sometimes their offense is a little stagnant at times. Can, you know. And so the Rams can put up points you know, when they're on fire and have just enough guys on defense and some of the younger guys who finally about halfway through the season have picked up how to play. So I think they could be one of the most dangerous teams. And, and I think that's something that the Rams have to decide here it, again is, you know, push for that sixth seed or just, just stay where you are and maybe play that underdog card. You know, I think if they were to lose this game in some ways it could be helpful because it might make it where the teams just sort of dismiss them, you know, and then the Rams go into playoffs and all the other teams have kind of dismissed them. And next thing you know, Rams pull off like two wins in a row. So watch out for the Rams. We'll see what happens. We'll see who they get matched up with. And then uh, we'll see how it goes. But that's the uh, NFC West there. And then next group we're going to talk about is the NFC East. I'm going to keep this pretty short because the NFC East has a lot of major uh, market teams uh, in Washington, Dallas, Philly, and New York. So just going to run through this pretty quick, but I do want to spend just a little time on the commanders. So this is a toughie. This is a real toughie for an organization. You got Ron Rivera, real highly respected coach, and you know, yet you got the situation where you could um, solidify this number two pick with a loss. So 
And you also got Ron Rivera's birthday. So I think there's a lot of mixed feelings going on for this Sunday. Like, would it be great for Ron Rivera to get a win on his birthday and kind of as a, you know, reward for doing everything and all that? Sure. That's, that'd be great, you know, as a send-off. I mean, we've all got to figure he's gone, you know, but they really need that number two pick. Not necessarily to draft a top quarterback, which they could and they may even do that, but just to have that value if they want to trade out, stick with Howell, maybe move down, pick up more picks, start that rebuild with a new coach, all that kind of stuff. Um. You know, not to say that the number three pick or something isn't that valuable, but you just have more value in the number two pick. And so I think that's key for them. And it just kind of puts this team in that weird position of like, you can't just really go. I mean, you can go tell Ron Fair, hey, lose this game. But at the same time, like, again, it's like his birthday. It's like his send off. It's kind of tough. I mean, I kind of think they'll lose it anyway. But Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of it's gonna be a tough ending, a tough watch. I think um, you know for Commanders fans, if you guys are listening, I think you're in for a tough watch on this one. Um, but I think because it's Ron Rivera's most likely last game, and it is his birthday, uh, you know, celebrate it, clap him, clap for him for putting up with this organization, especially through the Snyder ending of things. Like I can't imagine all that stuff he's had to put up with and. You know, he's shown really good leadership. I think is in some ways, I think it's great that he was there and not some other coaches, you know. I think he's seen a lot of, you know, he's had to go deal with a lot of diversity stuff as well. And I think he's handled it with a lot of class. And so I asked the Commanders fans, you know, you guys be classy no matter what happens. Clap for Rivera, send him off well, the players too. It's been a tough year. I think it's one of, it's probably the team that's had the toughest internal strife going on. Um, through everything between the Snyder ending, the sell the team, all that kind of stuff. So um, if any Commanders fans end up listening to this, then, you know, just just be be there uh, and be, be proud of what Rivera's had to do and put up with, um, you know. I think that's all, really all we can all ask of you Commanders fans. And, you know, hopefully your team will be better in the future for that. So, uh, and then we move on to the Cowboys who – yeah. Tell you guys right now, you're not going to hear much of this team on my podcast because do not care for the Cowboys at all. So we're going to get right along with this and just say that they need to play to get the second seed. Um, make sure they secure that. Otherwise, they could end up being the five seed if they lose. So that's a big drop. Uh, I'm sure they don't want that. Prescott just needs to continue to have a great year. Pollard needs to bring his A game. And basically, just they just need to win and get the second seed because I think they're going to need all the help they can get. Uh, moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles, they got to play to have a chance at the number two seed. They need a couple things to happen, like Dallas losing in uh, one other scenario. And I think for the Eagles, it's got to be Super Bowl or bust mentality. This they they were supposed to have a little bit better season than this, and they've dropped a couple games because their defense has just been horrendous. We saw them make a change to Matt Patricia calling. Didn't seem to do a damn thing. And, uh, you know, so they've got to get that. The defensive coaches over there got to get that figured out, uh, get the problems figured out over there. That's been atrocious. I mean, yeah, you might score like 30-something points, but you're also letting the other team score low 30-something points. So it's like some point you're going to have a turnover, and that's going to be the end of that. 
Uh, I do think that the, you know, I do think that their coach, uh, their head coach needs to work with his offense, though, better ball control, better clock management, you know, keep that defense on the uh, field, off the field, keep it fresh. That's one thing that would really help. You don't have to sling the ball all around the yard, 50 yards, and then go score and your defense back out there in five minutes or less. So, um, you know, that's something they could look at there. Now, I say that, and their running game hasn't been great. So it's like, you know, when you don't have a run, a real good running game, and then you're, but you're able to get the ball down and score points, you're still not doing your defense many favors. Uh, New York Giants, eliminated team, just don't play any starters that are under contract for next year. There's no reason to. Get younger guys playing time, see what you need for the offseason. Have fun, bring out plays you haven't done. Just, this should just be a fun game for the coaches and the players. I mean, just do things that you really haven't done all year. Just, you know, send the players out with, hey, let's let's do this because we practiced it and we never did it, you know. And then they just, the whole team just needs to prepare for changes coming after this game and just know that, you know, you might, you could carry well a lot of different quarterback and have a lot of different things. It just may depend. But anyway, that's the entire NSC Conference breakdown. Hope you enjoyed listening. Coming soon, I'll be doing a podcast on the NBA. Then after that, I'll be doing one on college basketball teams. Remember, you can get your Just Sports podcast on redcircle.com, Amazon Music, Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Radio Public. And, uh, yep, so that's all of them. Just to make sure I got those all. Red Circle, Amazon Music, Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Radio Public. If you would like to get in touch or make a comment, you can visit our Facebook page. Just go to facebook.com backslash groups backslash Just Sports with John. And we would like to hear from you. So please leave a comment or let me know something you'd like to hear about. And I appreciate all of, all of you listening to Just Sports. And remember to share us with others. And now go out there and be the best sport you can be. Thanks for listening. Bye.